you, Lord Jesus. What a blessing it is to be in the house of God and to be able to come together as his people and worship him. That's why I say welcome, Holy Spirit. Fill this place with your presence. I don't know about you, but I want his presence. I want to hear his voice. I want his touch. I need it. I need it. I need everything about him in my life. And I know you do too. Amen. We're closing up the series on the control burn, which has been about the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Garrett, uh, we're so good to see you here this morning, too. And, and Bree, I think, will be here next week, I'm hoping. So, as you know, he's a new dad. I'm a new great-grandmother. My daughter is a grandmother. My son-in-law is a grandpa. And so, uh, Bree's a new mother. He's a new dad, like I said, and all of his brothers and wives and sisters and cousins are all aunts and uncles for the first time. So you're seeing first. God always has first. He has changes, things happen, and we just move forth in our life. And new seasons, new eras, which I love. And I, I'm so excited that the great-grandbabies are starting to flow now. That's kind of what they did with my kids. They one, two, three, four, five, six. That's what happens. They, they just kind of come and runs, don't they? But, you know, I just want to say to you, it's been flowing through my mind. Oh, that was such a cute picture. Did you see it? You want to see it again? <laughs> I mean, what's not to kiss about that face? <laughs> so God's so good, and I just feel so blessed today and challenged and it just feels good to be up here this morning and with the word that God when God I don't know when he speaks something to your spirit for his people to me there's nothing more precious than to freely I've received freely give what God has instilled in us that you would grab hold of that today in the name of Jesus and you know today I don't know exactly what God has in store for each one of you but I just want to say this. I think it's bigger than you think. I really do. I think it's bigger than what you think because of the messages through this control burn, through the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we limit ourselves to what God wants to do within us because the enemy begins to say things to us, to challenge us, to say, You're, you know, God can never do that through you. You're not good enough, you don't do enough, you don't pray enough, you don't this. But let me tell you something. When God has a plan and purpose for your life and you're looking to him, there's nothing that can stop you. There's nobody that can stop you except you yourself. And that's not, that is being not able to discern what God is and wants to do through your life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when you think about it, the Holy Spirit, God, is in you. So what would stop him if we surrender to his will? And I want to talk to you today just about spiritual discernment. That has been one of the biggest things I prayed for from the time I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And discerning of, of spirits is vital for the church Who's the church? Individually and corporately. We need discerning of spirits. 
what we're, who we're listening to, you know, who's, who, who is, has the greatest place in our life. So God in us. So the simplest definition that I can give you for discernment is the ability to decide between truth and error and right and wrong. That's literally the, the simplest. And if you'll put up First Thessalonians, big word, 5, 21 through 22, I love what the word says here. He said, test all things. Hold fast what is good and abstain from every evil, every form of evil. There's a lot of forms of evil out there. I can tell you that. But when you have discerning of spirits, when you can have the word of God in you to the point that you can discern truth and error, it's vital for you to know the, the difference, right and wrong. It teaches, this very verse teaches that every Christian has a responsibility to be discerning. Every one of us, you have to do it for yourself. I have to do it for myself. Now, I believe that God works through people like uh, in the church, especially leaders, should have discerning of spirits. Because if you don't, you don't have control of service. You don't have control of a lot of things. Satan will come in, and he will take over. If you give him an inch, he'll shove his way right through the door. But he says, but examine, test everything carefully. Hold fast which is good and abstain from every form of evil. So hold fast. Examine things. You need to know what you're listening to today. You need to know who's standing before you spiritually. You need to know uh, if a person is of God or not of God. You need to know that. You need to be able to discern, hear what's being spoken, and make judgment on that. The Apostle John gave a similar warning, which I, out of 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, he said, Beloved, or therefore, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, that's quite a warning. Many false prophets are out there. You need to know false prophets from God called prophets. According to the New Testament, discernment is not optional for the believer, but it's required. Everywhere I look, the devil goes around like a roaring lion, seeking who he might devour. He wants to destroy. He, he hates us. He wants to kill. He wants to steal. He wants to destroy. He wants to take everything from you that God has given to you. The thing he fears most is the power of God. He hates it when the Holy Spirit says, hey, don't go there. Don't, don't do this. Listen to my voice. See, the Holy Spirit wants to be so real in your life, that he's literally your best friend. And he loves us. Oh, how he loves us if we will have an ear to hear.
Now, I believe there's two types of discernment. One is the natural, and it's uh, judgments that we pass of people or circumstances, and even on ourselves. And even teachings that we've heard down through the years will enable us to naturally discern some things. For an example, uh, uh, you, you learn from the Bible not to do certain things. So that's a form of discernment in the natural. You know already not to do these things. So we use what we've been taught. You don't run across the street when cars are coming. They're just natural, discerning, you know, um, Certain things are wrong. You know that because you've been taught that down through the years. That biblically, um, before, you know, being filled with the Spirit, you know, I was taught certain things. Don't, don't do this and don't do that. Love God. You know, don't steal. Don't kill. Don't do these things. So there is natural discerning uh, in our lives. And then the other kind, of course, like I said, is the biblical but let me say this too. I looked in Webster's Dictionary to see what the world, how their definition is. So it says to detect with the eyes or with senses other than vision to discern right from wrong. So in Webster's Dictionary, it very simply says, but I believe it's talking more natural. Because only the, the word of God causes us to open our eyes spiritually. So spiritual discernment or discerning of spirits is a God-given ability to detect the presence of and the identity of spirits. It's a God-given ability. You can't do that with the natural eye. That's why you've got natural eyes, you've got spiritual eyes. To see in the spirit will show you what you're fighting which makes all the difference in the world, rather than trying to figure out. See, we, we, try, we put a Band-Aid on things because it will show something. So, okay, we put a little medicine on it, put a Band-Aid, but we've not got to the root of anything. We're fighting surface things. I was shared uh, with a friend of mine um, the other day, we were talking about things, and I, I said to her, I said, you're just fighting the top part. You're, you're only fighting what you see, and that makes you mad and aggravated. But what if God showed you the very root of that problem? What's really causing these things to, to bloom, to come out? Because you heal up, you know, you, and then you take your Band-Aid off. But that's not gone away because the root of your problem is still down deep within you. I heard this story where uh, guy telling this, which I thought was so neat. This man had moles in his yard. Anybody ever had a mole? And he said, I have literally done everything I know to do to kill those moles. I put stuff in the hole. I've tried to beat them to death. I've, you know, I went out there and there to kill myself trying to beat them and kill them. And the guy looked at him and said, the moles aren't your problem. It's the grubs. Get rid of the grubs. You'll get rid of the moles. And I thought, what an example. We try, we fight the moles and, and the very thing that's drawing them, we leave there. So to have spiritual eyes means that you can see beyond the surface of what you're looking at. 
And God wants us to look beyond the surface. That's what we talked about. Remember the building challenge I spoke on last week? How he's challenging us to build stronger, to be stronger, to build upon what we have. The foundation is perfect. We've been, and now we've got to build on that. Well, part of that building is developing spiritual discerning. He wants us to go beyond what we see in the natural. Because supernatural insight into the realm of spirits is not just a discerning of devils or evil spirits, but it's a discerning of both good and evil spirits. Discernment also is from the Holy Spirit concerning another spirit. He will show you things concerning another spirit. So there may be grubs in your life that God's wanting to get rid of those Grubs, and then you'll get rid of all this other activity that's going on around you. Discernment is a powerful, individual, corporate gift of God. And that's, like I said, that's the one thing when I got filled with the Spirit. Out of all the things that I, I, all the gifts and everything. He says discerning of spirits. Give me that. I want to know what's of you. I want to know what's of you. Help me. Well, let me tell you, I've learned lessons down through the years. I've learned a lot of lessons. And sometimes you don't want what God wants. Because your flesh wants something else. But God knows what's best for you. And that's why he... He tells us, look at what you're dealing with. Look at what you're communing with. Look what you're hanging with. Look what you're doing. Because that, that is the very thing that will destroy you. Discerning of spirits is very, very powerful. So discern means to see and perceive. To perceive is to sense something, to feel it or see it. In the natural realm, just like what I've been saying. So, senses are very powerful in the natural realm and in the spiritual realm. You need spiritual senses as well as natural senses. In uh, Acts, well, don't turn to that because... It said, Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows not partiality. In other words, he sensed that God did not show partiality. There was something about him. He was perceptive in what he was hearing. And everyone, he says, in Hebrews 5, 13 and 14, if you would put that up, it says... For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So you see, the biblical teaching that he teaches us, don't do this and don't do that, 
There are things that we can walk in a room and we can sense things are not right. Have you ever done that? Or have you ever talked to someone and you can sense what they're saying is not of God? Your senses are smell, hearing, taste, sight, and touch. So as we exercise, as we walk through life, and we exercise our senses, then we become more mature in the things of God. So as you grow, as you exercise, as you build upon what you already have, say for an example, God has shown me things down through the years, so I have a hold of some things, but I want to see it clear. I want to know it better. So exercise me. Personal, be my personal trainer. Remember what we talked about last week. Holy Spirit, take me aside. Teach me. Make me strong in this area. I need to be stronger in recognizing evil, hearing evil, tasting evil, touching evil. Any part of evil, I want to know that Satan has put that before me to kill me, to destroy something good, to uh, steal from me. Because he wants to take from me what God has given to me. And we don't have to let him have it. If we build our strength, if we take hold of the things that God has given to us and allow to become so sensitive that we can know, and you can be there. You can do it. Because Jesus did it. And greater is he in me than he that's in this world. And Jesus stood strong. In every area. And he began to teach his disciples. You will remain immature if you don't grow in discerning. You're immature because you're only so far. And we need it in this hour because it lets us know false teachings. Things that you're listening to that are not of God. Just to, enough to twist the truth to get you off course. And to keep you from accomplishing what God has for you. And discernment in America seems to be at a low, all-time low. And you know why? Don't pray in school. Don't mention God in school. Get everything out of school that has anything to do with God. Let's get them young. Make them void of all this. Anything and everything. We don't want God in our government. Everybody should be free to believe. And I, I agree with that. But listen to me. We do not believe that doctrine. I believe when people come to America, there is a freedom. But listen to me. Don't get caught up in their doctrine. Don't get caught up in those things. If it was my choice, I would, I would keep it all God. But because we're a country of, of freedom, God lets people Choose who they want to serve. But our country was blessed through God. And we know that. And now we see what's happened to our country. So he wants you to know the truth. There's been a rejection of the Bible. Don't want the Bible around. Don't read the Bible. Just let me tell you what's right and wrong. It's God's desire, I want to tell you this today, for you to know, to grow up, and to be skilled. 
He wants you skilled on knowing what is of him and what is not of him. He wants you ready. He wants you to be able to spot it just like that. He wants you to know. Listen, it's not personality contest. It's not, it's not anything. It's not what it, uh, our government. It's not Democrat or Republican. We just better know what God's will is. We get all confused. And we, we listen outside. And we can't tell what we're hearing. You know, uh, to walk in the Spirit is what He wants you to do. And He wants you seeing things from a spiritual standpoint and not a carnal standpoint. Can you all hear from the heart I'm talking about? There's a depth within us that wipes away all of the, the scales. God calls them to drop off our eyes. Help us to see through your eyes. Anybody want to see? I want to know, do you want to see through his eyes? Or do you have to be right in what you, can you change? Sometimes I wrote down three words, check, change, and control. Now, we know we can't control anything, but we know who can that's in us. We can check what we're doing, check what we're thinking. What is our motive? Do we have to be right? But what if we check and think, hey, I might not be right on this. Can I change? I hope so. I hope I can change. And that the Holy Spirit can control, help me through the power of the Holy Spirit to be willing to change the way I'm looking at things. He's our teacher. He's our guide. I don't, I don't want to say I don't care about out there because I do but I care what he wants more than I care about anything else and sometimes we think we know so much and we think we're so right uh, Matthew 16 21 through 23 and on, on 21 it says from the time Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests, scribes, and be killed and be raised up the third day. These were the leaders of religion, of faith. So then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and he said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense, a stumbling block, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. And that scripture, that's what we do. We think of the things of men and not the things of God. And he said to Peter, get behind me, called him Satan. See, Jesus had eyes to see. He had eyes to see, so he knew the enemy. He knew Satan was literally speaking through Peter that had walked with him, that had done things with him. Listen, we need to be careful. We need to be careful how we walk. There's so many things in the Scripture that God wants to show us. 
And I want, I want to give another scripture here about in Acts 16, 16 through 18. How spirits work and how sneaky they can be. Now it happened, Paul said, as we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. The girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. Now, does that sound bad? They were, that's exactly what they were doing, was telling the way of salvation. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit. See, he knew it was a spirit. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and to come. And he came out that very hour. You see, he saw beyond the words he saw beyond what really looked good and sounded good. She was following them. Listen to them. Listen to what they're saying. Doesn't that sound good? But he saw that it was a spirit trying to stop and aggravating. And finally, he got annoyed, and he just turned around, and he said, come out of her. And as you know, the rest of the story, they, the man that was uh, her boss uh, got mad that he uh, ruined their gifting and his profit. So he drug him and beat him, drug him, because they were speaking what was right. But he recognized it as a spirit. Do we recognize spirits? What do we see in the spirit realm? One more. Luke 13, 10 through 13. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, that's sickness, 18 years, and was bent over and in could no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. He saw that it was a, a spirit. She was bent over, and that spirit was holding her down to where she could not straighten up. But Jesus saw that. And he said, lose her. Let her go. Let her go. And she immediately stood up. He could see what was holding her. We need, as a church, we need to be able to see things in the spirit and know how to handle it. Acts 8, 18 through 23. Another story. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Saying, give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. So he saw something very powerful happening. 
that he said, let me buy this from you. I, I want this power. This is powerful. Something's happened here that is in the supernatural. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this, your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven. For I perceive, I sense, that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. So he could see the things that were holding him. He sensed it, and he began to talk to him. He said, you perish with your money. Because he sensed that what he wanted was not right. So I hope today that you hear what I'm saying, the importance of, the importance of discerning. Of, of you have it not only naturally, but you begin to sense because you're growing in God. And you can sense it. You can feel it. You can see it, hear it. And even if you touch it, you know it. I tell you what, there is so much in this, I'm just going to have to. <laughs> because the Spirit of God is so powerful. And there are things in your life today that I know that you're facing. I know some of you are saying, God, I don't know what to do. See, God can even help you individually. He's, he can say, you're praying wrong, get the grubs out of your life. And then you'll stop all this stuff from going on around you. Let me give you the root of your problem. Come to me. Let me take you aside and give you personal training. I can show you, if you'll allow me, what your problem really is. But you've come to a place that you built, but now I want to take you further. So I want to take you into a place that you can become stronger, that you can become more sensitive, that you can see more and hear more than you've ever heard before. Let me take you and show you before you've only fought the surface things. I want to take you into the root. I want to take you where the grubs really are. I want to take you that it will be more than just knocking off the surface. And then something bring that right back up to the fourth again because you've really not taken care of it. Here it is again. Maybe in a different form, but you're facing the same thing again. He don't want you doing that. It's important that we be able to freely, we receive freely give, that we can really help people more than just surface things, but that we can get under and that God can show us and then the moles will leave. Because that's what's drawing them is the grubs, the filth down here that Satan tries to hide. Let him get to the root of things in your life. I promise you there's things today. He, he wants to do more in your life than you can even imagine. God is a good God and he loves you. So this morning, if you just stretch forth your hands, I'm going to pray a prayer for you. Precious Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Say, I welcome you in my life. Come in. Get the grubs out. Get down deep in my life. And truly set me free from the hand of the enemy. That this shows forth no more. That this is totally out of my life. 
and that I'm going to live for you in strength and power, mighty and discerning, and full of the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, God. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastor Garrett. Oh, I got water down there. <laughs> Amen. Can we